Genesis. We're going to go back to chapter 12, and we're going to read one verse for an opening uh, text. And then we're going to go from there. Genesis chapter 12, and verse number 3. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what the Lord told uh, Abraham. He said, I will bless those who bless you and will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families, everybody say families. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. From that passage of Scripture, I'm going to speak to you on a subject titled, Creating a Home Blessed of the Lord. Creating a Home Blessed of the Lord. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you, God, for the service we've had this far. We ask, God, now that you will speak to us through your word, encourage us, God, let us know what you would have us to do today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. Now, we have, it's been mentioned two or three times, and we're giving some thought uh, about the day being Grandparents Day and uh, honoring our grandparents. And uh, I think about how that uh, the grandparents, Parents help form a part of the foundation of the family and home that provides a structure and uh, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so I feel like it would be probably good to lend a little bit of time this morning to speak about the home because the family is under such an attack from those who would destroy the traditional concept and redefine the purpose and structure which makes up the biblical and time-honored institution known as the home. Amen. Now, if you believe, if you believe that your home is important, if you believe your family is important, and you work hard to hold it together, then you know it is becoming increasingly more difficult in this day and age that we live to maintain a thriving, healthy home. Amen. And although you may pour your heart and soul into making that happen, I'm here to tell you today the only way you can achieve that in this hostile society which we live, is to make sure that you got a home that is sanctioned and blessed by the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Our, in our message today, I'm going to strive to reveal to you by the Scripture how the Scripture in the Bible says that we can create a home blessed of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, fathers, dads. Uh, you may work hard and, uh, and do everything you can do. Mothers, you uh, uh, 
home and, and, and you're concerned about the upbringing of the children and everything. But I'm going to tell you something. Just hard work, amen, and effort is not good enough anymore. Hallelujah. There is an enemy that we are facing, that we are battling, doing his best to try to destroy the home as we know it. a home that is blessed of the Lord. You can't handle it by yourself. You can't take care of every situation. I know dads might think, well, you know, I'm ready there for the uh, for the thief or the burglar or the home invader or, or, or this or that or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. It's time that we all wake up, amen, and realize we can't do everything on our own in this life. We need help. And let me point to you the main one you need help from is Jesus Christ himself. something I can tell you well hallelujah that the times as our three children amen that I, I work two 40 hour a week jobs amen and still preached on the side to try to make ends meet hallelujah amen it would do anything I could do for my family amen it would lay down my life but I realized a long time ago that I couldn't do it by myself I needed help and I thank God he was there ready Hallelujah. It was God. Amen. At 2 o'clock in the morning, when one of our children, as growing up, would have a hard time, amen, getting sick and having high fevers, going up, amen, above 103, amen, and then Sister Darling wake me up, amen, and go to his room, amen, and you can literally burn your hand when you lay your hand on it. Praise God, it wasn't me, it wasn't a doctor, it wasn't an ER, but it was a power of God that you can literally feel his temperature drop as you prayed. That's why you need to create a home that is blessed by God.
that you've got the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Because when you've got a home that is blessed by God, amen, hallelujah, you've got somebody walking with you 24-7. Can you say amen, hallelujah? You've got some, oh, hallelujah, amen. When the economy is going south, amen, and gasoline is $10 a gallon, you've got somebody that will provide for you, hallelujah, and take care of you. Because King David in the Old Testament, when he got to be an old man, he said, there's a lot of things I've seen in my lifetime, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging bread. Hallelujah! How do we create a home that is blessed by God? First off, you've got to maintain the presence of of the Lord in the home. You've got to maintain the presence of the Lord in the home. Let me tell you something. If the only time that you and your family experience the presence of God is when you come in those double doors and sit on these pews, amen, then you're going to have a miserable, hard life. You've got to have the presence of the Lord right there in the middle of your living room. You've got to have Him there in the kitchen, in the den, in the bedroom. Hallelujah! He's got to be there. Hallelujah! When I lay down at night, amen, to close my eyes and sleep, not knowing what's working on the outside, amen, as I say my final prayer at night, I can say, God, you got this, hallelujah, amen, ain't no need of me and you both being up all night, you're going to be awake anyway, so I'm going to get some sleep, you take care of things, can somebody say hallelujah? Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 10, I've got to move. So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him to the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now we're talking about the ark of the covenant. of God in the Old Testament. It's where the mercy seat was. It's where the Shekinah glory rested in the tabernacle. When King Saul was, was, was king, the Bible said he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't seek the presence of the Lord all night. He made to be a king. But when David became king, he went to, to bring the ark back to where it went, but they didn't have things in order, things set the ark in the house of Obed-Edom. And then word got back to David, said, look here, king, here we are, amen, and, uh, and the kingdom and all these needs and everything, amen, everything else is going to pot, 
But down over here in over Edom's house, his whole house is being blessed. Amen. They got good health. They got good finances. Amen. Everything is looking good because the presence of God is there. David says, we're going to have to go get the ark of God. We're going to get the presence where it be. Hallelujah. If you want your household blessed, you got to have the presence of the Lord in your home. Let me ask you a question about maintaining the presence of the Lord in the home. Does the Lord have a seat at the dinner table in your house? When y'all gather around to eat breakfast, lunch, supper at night, is there a special place for the Lord there? Uh, Are you just flop down and start grabbing the chicken and the biscuits and start filling your gut without taking the time to give God blessing. To let your children know there's a reason why we're able to eat tonight while there's so many others around this world who will go to bed with their stomachs growling. Because if you're able to go to bed at night with a full stomach, you're blessed more so than 85% of the rest of the world. Hallelujah. So, maintaining the presence of the Lord. Amen. Is He recognized? Is there, is there a place for Him at the dinner table? Let me ask you another question. Can the Lord be comfortable with you? Sitting beside you as you sit in your easy chair? Can the Lord be comfortable with you watching the, the same TV programs that you watch in your house? And the movies that you put in or view on HBO or with some of the TV programs with all the cursing and the vile language and, the, uh, and, and God's name in vain and, and the nudity and all the violence and everything else will cause the Lord just to get up and walk out of your house while you sit there and you just gorge yourself in that stuff. Hello, somebody. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about maintaining the presence of God in your house. And don't fool yourself. Amen. God's presence will not be around with some of that stuff going on. Hello, somebody. This is still a church and this is still a preacher who will preach to you what's truth. I'm not here to give you just a feel-good message like some of these jokers today. Amen. So, oh, it's like Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips. Enjoy life. Live a good life now. Hallelujah. You need to understand how to create a house that's blessed by God. Then you'll have a good life now. Hallelujah. Glory. One other thing. One of my strong and vivid memories, the last thing we did at night, Dad will look over at Mom. Now, I got to tell you,
Seems like that you'll see in the average church going home like that today. I'm talking about maintaining a presence of the Lord in your house. I've got to move on. I could go. I could go on. Maintain the presence of the Lord. Then teach the way of the Lord in the home. If you want to main, if you create a home blessed by the Lord. You get you got you need to teach the way of the Lord in the home. Staying in Genesis chapter eighteen, verses seventeen through nineteen. This is what it says, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I do? Since Abraham was the son before a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. There's that word against you through him. in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. between him and every family on this earth. And we can be blessed through doing that by following those same examples. Hallelujah. Do we as dads teach the way of the Lord in the home? Do we command our children, train our children, advise our children Hallelujah. Let's ask a few more questions. Number one, is God the first priority in your house? What are you teaching your children about priorities?
I am talking about you to how to create a home that is blessed by the Lord. Are you teaching the way of the Lord? One more final thing. Remember the house of God in the home. Remember the house of God. And I I just got through touching on that. But Genesis, when we're still staying in Genesis chapter 35, verses 1, 2, and 3, then God said to Jacob, To you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, talk to all of his house and everybody that was with him. What did he, what did he tell them? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourself and change your garments. Then, let us arise and go up to Bethel. Let us get up. He's talking to the whole house now, the whole family. He said, it's time to go to the house of God. I will make, I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been uh, with me in the way which I have gone. I don't have time to tell you I'm scared of going to hell. I don't serve God out of fear. I serve Him out of love. I love Him because He first loved me. I love Him because He stretched out His hands on a wooden cross and allowed them to drive nails in His hands and His feet and paid for my sin. He was hung up for your hands. And they did not murder him. They did not kill him. He laid his life down. He laid it down. He laid it down. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, I've been asking a lot of questions considering remembering the house of God. Is attending worship as a family consistent in your home? Or do you make excuses when it's time to get ready to go? will be in our home if we create a home that is blessed by God. Now I want our musicians to come up, Brother Darrell to get ready to sing a song while I'm giving some closing remarks. I realize that a lot of this message today is going to be preached at the choir church. But if you are here today and you ain't 
you, you haven't been saved. You haven't been born again. You haven't had your sins cleansed or forgiven. Never come to an altar to kneel to repent. There's one way that you can assure God's blessing on you and your home from this day forward. A blessing so great, a blessing so powerful that it don't matter what happens out in the world. It don't matter what crumbles and falls. If your house is built upon the rock, come on, hallelujah, you can assure that you and your home will always be blessed if you say, today, I'm going to kneel and I'm going to pray and I'm going to say, Father, forgive me of my sins. I've tried it my own way and my own way don't work. I give it up to you. If you do that, you will walk out here a blessed man or a blessed woman and it won't matter what happens. Glory to God, your house and your home will never be shaken. Jesus says, Amen. There was one man who built his house on the sand and the rains came and the floods. You know the story who who our Bible readers. The Bible says that that house fell and great was the loss of it. But the other man built his house on the rock. The rains came, the floods came, but the house was stood because it was built on the rock. Jesus is our rock today. Build your house upon him if you want to create a home. Bless the Lord. Stand together. The altars are open. If you want prayer, would you come as a sing? Thank you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that sings a wretch like me. 